The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and I'm happy to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer for our podcast listeners later in the show. I'm also excited to tell you that you can now watch the Pick 6 Podcast, not just on our YouTube channel, but also on ott which i think is uh what does that mean Debo? that's over the top that's what i thought the cbs the sports app that's right you can go to the cbs sports app and watch all our pick six shows they actually like what we're doing here so they're they said you know what we want to motivate pete to be better on cbs sports hq so we're going to put you on the in the app too so all oh, got me going brinson you really got me motivated i'm going to play harder this week <laughs> <laughs> All you do to find the Pick 6 podcast, and again, it's full-length episodes. You go to the CBS Sports app. You scroll down a couple of tabs. It's like four down. Fantasy Football Today is there. The most recent videos are there. And then, voila, you see Pick 6 podcast, full-length episodes, a whole carousel dedicated to the Pick 6 podcast. So go check us out. If you're not a YouTube person, watch us on the CBS Sports app. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. uh, That Applebee's shrimp commercial, man. Who sings that? I like it. I love it. They got that song stuck in my head like randomly. Was it Tim McGraw? Anyway, who cares? Uh, the parlay hit. That's what you care about. You come here for the picks. That's amazing. We've, we've been Four on fire of seven weeks. The parlay hit. That's and, incredible. But even more incredible. I mean, this is stupid. So I'm just going to do the quick math here. Six plus five is 11 plus another five is 16 plus four is 20 combined. The four of us combined went 22 and one last 22 and two last week, 20 wins, two losses and two ties. That is effing ridiculous guys. That really is. That's that is amazing. amazing. Yep. We're going to, we're going to, we're, we're going to start a town service pretty soon. I know. That's right. Yeah. You can, uh, something like that. Math on our total records too. We're hitting something like 65%. Combined. I was well. I was on with the uh, the the junkies, and they're like, "Hey, we saw that you hit this parlay. Like, what's uh, you guys hitting stuff?" I was like, "You, you got to check out this parlay." Like, I, like <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Now's the time to jump aboard. But I was like, "Prisco is Pete's twenty eight, thirteen, and one on the season. Pete is fifteen games above five hundred 
with his best bets. Kenny, 21, 11 and 1, 10 games above 500. I'm 28 and 15, 13 games above 500. And RJ, who two weeks ago was below 500, is 28, 18 and 1. We're all at least double digit games above 500. I mean, you know, if you do the math, guys, by the end of the season, we're going to be like 40 games above 500 because that's how it you works. Could, I am, I guarantee you, you couldn't find another group that does picks that is hotter than we've been. Nobody. No chance. Yeah, Nobody. there's no chance. Who had 22 and one, not 22 yeah. and one, 20 wins, two losses and one tie or two ties. Excuse me. I mean, that's absurd. It's crazy. Let's stay hot. Yeah. Let's stay hot because shooting shooter, you know, it's coming. <laughs> well, somebody's going to lose. We're going against each other in a lot of these, so I don't think we can all have a yeah. huge so, There's going to be some losers this week. Somebody's going rotten, and we'll start with the game of the week on CBS. Uh, by the way, this week, really, NFL? Three NFC East teams in primetime? What are you doing? Uh, at least they let CBS keep Steelers at Ravens, a matchup of the undefeated Steelers and the one-loss Ravens, a huge divisional battle. The Ravens are a four-point favorite. The look-at line was like six or something like that. The over-under, 46-and-a-half. Pete, I'll let you go first. I'm probably on an island on this one, I would imagine, because I, I like the Steelers. I, I think they're the better team. Uh, I know they're playing consecutive road games. Uh, I, that always worries me, and you get facing a team coming off the bye. But I just think that defense will stop the run. Uh, 3.4 per rush. That's important. And that's what the Ravens want to do. They lead the league in rushing. I think you stop the run, you limit their offense. I, they'll hit a couple big plays, but I think the Steelers are going to move the ball as well. Uh, I like the Steelers. I don't just think they're good with the points. I think they win the game outright. Yeah. I, I didn't want to take this game because it's just, this number seems right. I don't know what's going to happen here. These are two really good teams. These teams have scored a lot of points, but the defenses are clearly better for both. So if I'm doing a lean in this game, I'm going under 46 and a half. Pittsburgh's number two in defensive DVOA. Baltimore's number three. They're both middle of the road on offense in that ranking. I think we're going to get another low scoring game between these teams that we've seen in the past. And uh, it's going to get to 40, maybe creep a little bit over 40, but it's not getting to 46 and a half. So, so I would take the points with the Steelers as well. If I have to pick the spread, but I like the under better. Total agreement with uh, under because of the defenses in this game. And I, I my play is Pittsburgh, though, taking the points here. And I did bet the early line. I've been looking at those early lines now. It's next week's games are already out. So I'm, I'm betting those in advance. And I bet four games last week, and I've got a two-point advantage in all four games in the NFL, which is unheard of to get those type of numbers. And I only took five and a half uh, with Pittsburgh in this game. So uh, th- this one is um, – the Steelers have have a have an outstanding team. Uh, Roethlisberger continues to get better. The offensive line, one of the best in football. The defensive line, one of the best in football. So the defense overall, um, outstanding. Uh, they and they continue to play better each week. They didn't perform well early, but I think they've been better each week. Uh, Baltimore's had one game this year, one game against a really good team. That was Kansas City. We know what happened there. So uh, revenge as well. The Steelers lost both games to the Ravens last year. Uh, this game always just seems like it comes down to uh, a field goal late in the game and somebody wins by three points. It really does. And that's what makes me a little hesitant to be on Ravens Island here, but I'm okay with it. I think Baltimore is the better team, the more complete team. And as good as Pittsburgh is, I think Pittsburgh's good. And I was wrong about Pittsburgh and big Ben has, has played pretty well. Uh, they're just the 17th offense by DVOA. And I realize that the Ravens are only 19th by DVOA. So that's not an indictment of Pittsburgh. But I don't know that the Steelers' rush defense is, without Devin Bush, going to be able to slow down what is a 
very different rushing attack with what the Ravens offer. Now, Lamar Jackson hasn't played particularly well against Pittsburgh, but the Pittsburgh secondary hasn't been very good this year either. You can throw on them. So I think they'll get the run going um, because there is no Devin Bush to be sideline to sideline. I think Lamar will take some shots, and I think the Ravens are going to win this game by not double digits, but by a touchdown. And so I think they're going to cover. And look, this is uh, this is a really interesting spot, I think, too, because we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. You're listening to it on Friday. Uh, the, the NFC South game, there's an NFC South game on Thursday night. So you'll be able to bet up until Sunday at one o'clock on AFC South futures. And the Ravens are minus 125. They haven't been that low all season long. The Steelers are plus 110. If they beat the Ravens in this game, the Steelers will be heavily favored because they will have a tiebreaker on the Steelers, on the Ravens, and they won't have a loss in their record. So. If you really like one of those teams to win the division, this is probably a good spot to get that ba- that wager in, right? Right. Would you bet on the Ravens or the Steelers? Uh, I mean, the line tells you to bet on the uh, Ravens. Sure does. I think the Steelers yeah. have a little easier. Princeton had this. Princeton had the Steelers in the cellar. <laughs> that was stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> and I'm catching up. Hindsight is 2020, except in this case, hindsight is uh, exactly what it was told you at the time. (laughs) Now, in my defense, what I should have done. No defense. No, no, no. What I should have done was just have him third. Like that's, that's, that's viable. That could still happen. Oh, Oh, could it happen? Sure. It could happen. Do you think it's happening? No. Having the Bengals finish above the Steelers was dumb. That was dumb. Putting the Steelers dead last was dumb. I will, I will cop to that. All right. Uh, next game. By the way, the Ravens are one of my best bets. And so, uh, we're head to head on that one. Kenny and Pete have the Steelers. I have the Ravens and Pete has, oh, Pete went with a T. Te- oh, no. You put a teaser in? Well, what I still a- have the steel. I have a Steelers straight too, by the way. What a heat check situation this is. <laughs> no. Teasers. He's feeling it. Cause I like both those, I like both those teams. So I took, I threw in a teaser too. Uh, I will say Steelers plus 10 or 11 is a, is a pretty good teaser number. 49ers at Seahawks. Seahawks minus two and a half over under 54, Pete. Yeah, I just think that, that Seattle defense is atrocious. I mean, it's, it's historically it bad. Uh, they can't stop anybody. The Niners concern me again. They're playing in consecutive road games and, but this is a division game and they know the team. They know who they are. I, I think they're going to be able to go up there. And move the football on the ground. Uh, look, Seattle's going to score their points too, which is why I think this is probably going to be a high scoring game. But I think Seattle will win, but if you're going to give me those points, I'm taking them. I think it's going to be higher scoring, high scoring game, but a close game. I'll take the Niners, uh, plus the points. I'm going to give uh, Debo some work to do here because I'm going to switch a little bit. I, I passed on this game. I would lean to the Niners too. Um, I initially had them as my, one of my, in my teaser. And because the line for the Eagles is up to minus nine, taking the Eagles out of my teaser and I'm throwing the 49ers in because this just isn't going to be a game where one of these teams wins by a ton. Um, San Fran's only lost by, uh, eight and a half, which is what the teaser line is when you, when you push them up, uh, once and that Dolphins game, Jimmy G wasn't right there. Seattle doesn't blow out teams with that defense. Only one win of more than eight. And that came in week one against what we now know is a terrible Atlanta team. So this is going to be another close one between these teams. San, San Fran's the ones playing better now of the two. So I do like your your pick of the 49ers, Pete, but uh, I'm just going to be safe and tease them up to eight and a half. Yeah, I, I, I love San Francisco, even with all the injuries in the game. And uh, you look at Seattle. 
Um, I had them a well below uh, rated defense to begin the year. They beat Atlanta, who has one win. They beat the Patriots, who we see now are not very good. They beat Dallas, who is not very good. They beat Miami, who's actually won some games, but they're still not in a, they're not even above average. And they beat Minnesota, another team that uh, is not played up to performance. They're an average football team right now. And then they just lost Arizona in a game they should have won. They haven't played anybody yet. This will be the best team they played this year, division game. And, you know, Pete, I've always, I've never really worried about back-to-back road games. I used to worry about the play in the NFL. It used to be they used to play three straight road games sometimes. And that was the play to bet against a team playing their third straight road game. But the NFL finally got rid of that. They don't allow teams to play three in a row on the road. So two is not that bad. But in this situation, they did have to fly all the way to the East Coast. And now they're all the way back to the West Coast and the, you know, top part of the coast. So that, that, that concerned me a little bit. But I think, I think San Francisco has the better, better football team. So yeah, I'm taking the points here. They All still right, well, allow, they still allow the three straight road games. Didn't Arizona they, just played one? Yeah, Arizona just played one a couple weeks ago against Dallas. Well, they still do have that. Well, that's, that's the right. most important one. It's very, and very rare, but it's it very rare. rare. It's rare. Uh, well, you know what else is rare? When we have an organic pick in the parlay, but we got one right here. It's the 49ers. Um, <laughs> I just got a, uh, extremely lengthy text from my son on my wife's iPad that just says, I need you. 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 I need you, which is, is different than him storming up here. So we'll see how that works out. Um, I love the 49ers. Kenny read the schedule, which is exactly what I was going to do. And I think it's important. Like you have to take context into account in the middle of those five games with Russ playing absolutely perfect football and the Seahawks winning. It was like, wow, you know, this is, these guys are taking care of business wherever they go. They're beating everybody they see. They haven't played anybody. And maybe there aren't many good teams in the NFL, but they haven't played anyone. This is their first real test. Maybe the Cowboys with a healthy deck. Maybe. But that defense is awful. The 49ers defense is not awful. It is a, it is a good defense. And I think the 49ers are going to win this game straight up. I like the 49ers in this spot, so throw it in the par play. <laughs> I'm just kind of series of rapid texts from my son. This is amazing. This is a new development. He's, he's texting me from my wife's iPad. This is hilarious. Take uh, away Titan- his electronics and put him in the corner and tell him to stop. Now he's texting me pictures of Sonic characters. Titans minus five and a half at the Bengals. The over under 53 and a half. Pete, what do you think about this one? This is, this is going to be a fun game because it's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, both defenses are terrible. Um, I, you know, Tennessee's defense, people think they're good. They're not. They're awful. I think the Bengals defense is really bad. I think Tennessee will bounce back and, and they'll throw the ball around and run it as well with Henry because he, he was stopped last week. People say the game got out of hand. He got stopped in one run and then the rest of it, he did nothing. Uh, I think he gets back on track here. I love the over in this game. I'd be shocked if this thing doesn't get into the sixties. Do you have any worry with the over about the uh, the state of the offensive lines? They're both dealing with injuries on both offensive lines. Yeah, but that could result in turnovers too, though. I mean, the other, the one concern I have though is the weather. How bad will it be? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it going to be you know forty mile an hour winds? I mean, Brinson, don't you have forty mile an hour winds in in in, in uh, North Carolina today? Well, I think tons of them. Yeah, yeah. Got power out of my house. Trees are down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I worry about the wind. I worry about the wind a little bit if it's windy, but I'm still going to play the over. I think the, I think both defenses are awful and, and Clowney's iffy to go. Not that he's any great shakes, but he's all they got to be able to rush the passer. 
Yeah, I would, I would lean Bengals at five and a half. I mean, the Cincy offense feels like it's playing well. They have bad numbers across the board statistically, but it seems like they're always in games somehow. Um, so they've had one loss of more than five that was at Baltimore. Um, so I think they can back that backdoor cover against a bad Tennessee defense is 32nd and third down success rate, 31st in red zone success rate. So, um, uh, yeah, Bengals can score what they need to here to get through the back door. Um, Tennessee has one win in regulation of more than three points. The last three games were at home, so they probably look like a better team than they actually are since they've been playing at home every single week. Um, so I would lean to Bengals, but I don't love it. I almost took the Titans and then, you know, I didn't, went through my research and I was like, yeah, I'm 51% the other way now. So just, just a pass for me. Um, I'm, I'm playing Tennessee. Uh, I just think they have a, they have a better football team and I, I have, I've had their defense ranked, uh, uh, well below average to begin the year. I've actually had to raise their defensive rating up slightly from the beginning of the year till now. So I've gone a little bit different. I still have them below average on the defensive side, but their offense is just so good. Um, and, and last year it showed it just, they just continued to get better and better and better. Uh, Tannehill's coming off two of his better games this year against Buffalo and Houston. Um, I just don't think Cincinnati has has the type of talent to to stay with them. The Cincinnati defense, I don't think, is that bad, but it's the offense that concerns me. And Joe Burrow has been below average in every start but one uh, this year. His best start was against Philadelphia. Uh, his offensive line is ranked 32nd in the NFL or 29th in the NFL, one of the worst offensive lines in football. That's hard for a rookie quarterback to be playing behind that type of an offensive line where the Tennessee offensive line, I think, is second best in the NFL right now. And I think they're just going to pound Derrick Henry and they're just going to wear Cincinnati out in this game. Yeah, it's a Derrick Henry game for sure. Now, the the one thing uh, Frank Stample and I were talking about this in the DFS pod is like when Derrick Henry goes off, it doesn't just mean that it's just Derrick Henry. Like everybody goes off. He basically unlocks the Tennessee passing offense. And that's why I like the over too because Tennessee can't stop anybody. They seem to get involved in these 30 to 30 shootouts. Like Pete, I am worried about the wind. Um, this doesn't look as bad as another game we'll get to in a second in, in Cleveland, but Cincinnati, you know, I mean, it could, it could be pretty windy there. And so I think that is worth watching. I will probably wait. I don't think this is going to get up to 56 with that kind of weather. Uh, and you know, it's in, you know, the potential for that kind of wind. So I think you can kind of wait and see how the weather looks on Saturday. Like when it get, you know, when we get a little bit closer, 24 hours out, maybe. Um, I would probably like the Titans, but I just think Joe Burrow against a bad defense is more than willing and capable of coming, coming in the back door. So I will pass on that uh, spread and take the total as a best bet there. The game I mentioned with a ton of wind, Raiders at Browns. Here is the current forecast Sunday at 1 p.m., 28-mile-an-hour wind. And a uh, 50% chance of rain, 52 degrees in Cleveland. Yikes, Pete. The, uh, by the way, the Browns are favored by two and a half and the over under is 51 and a half. It has plummeted by like four or five points. What'd you say the wind was going to be? 28. Yeah, that's, that's not good, but. Well, who does that favor though? That favors the Browns. They're the team that runs it better, I think. Um, and, and I think that favors them. I, I'd lean to the Browns in this game. I, I don't love it. Uh, but I do think that Baker found something. If it's not that windy, I think he's going to be able to hit some shots down the field. That Raiders defense is bad, really bad. I, I watched them the other day on tape. They're not good and they're not doing things well. Uh, they have a lot of youth there as well, and guys are getting pushed around. So I, I think I like the Browns in the game. I don't love it. It's not one of my best bets, but I would lean to the Browns. 
Yeah, Pete is exactly right there. I have my best bet as the Browns because when it's super windy, the edge goes to the team that can run and defend the run. Cleveland's offense is fourth in yards per rush. Their defense is sixth in yards per rush allowed. Uh, the Vegas uh, offense is 22nd and D is 24th in those statistical categories. So this seems like a thing where it's setting up where Cle- Cleveland has a clear edge here. Um, I think they'll overcome the loss of Beckham. They're, the Vegas D is 32nd in points per drive, so they know how to give up a lot of points. Uh, I don't think it matters whether Beckham's on the field or not. So I would go to the Browns. My lean would also be to the under because of the win, but I know Kenny likes the other side of that. So Kenny, um, how, how, does the win factor in that much into, into your, uh, you know, handicap in this game? Because if you like the over, you know, I was kind of surprised to see that. You can just scratch the over from me because I did not check the weather whatsoever. Uh, that play was with, was perfect, pristine weather. So yeah, I'm scratching it. I think that, I think you could take at least a touchdown. Off, off the total because of those wins, 25 to 35, uh, with occasional gusts of 50 with 60% chance of rain. Now you're, you're going to get a turnover or two in those type of games as well. You're going to get a, you're going to get a defensive touchdown. You're, you're going to get great field position here and there. Uh, that does happen in those type of games. I've seen it many times trying to bet the weather under, but I, I'm not betting over with that type of weather. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm only, it was only over because both defenses are so poor and both teams got good quarterbacks that are in a little bit of a roll right now. So I, that's why I liked it over, but absolutely will not put any money on this over with that type of weather. Uh, man, I've got the Raiders as the best bet. And can I be perfectly honest here? I don't really know why like I think you look at the game and it feels like a Browns game and it feels like something the Browns should obviously win Uh, they have a very good run game the Raiders can't stop anybody but I'm just gonna take the Raiders I'm I'm not gonna back off of it I'm gonna ride with the Raiders as Kenny points out 28 mile an hour winds a lot of rain silly stuff can happen I can Baker Mayfield what did you see that thing I think it was Barstool posted it but it's like the Baker Mayfield cycle it's like play like crap get criticized by media Light up good defense. Yeah, I saw it. I did peacock, see it. Peacock about you. Like, 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 that like, was funny. Like rip critics. And it's like, and it's just a circular cycle. And so Baker, even though he's not playing a good defense is due to, uh, to have a massive turnover or two in this game. So I'll, I will take the Raiders, but I, as a best bet, even though I'm not sure I love it. I Can I be honest to you, Brinson? Yeah. I don't know why you make your picks either. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Sometimes I do my it numbers, you know, my numbers are saying the Browns. So I'm going to add in there since, since Pete and RJ have the Browns. Um, I did make them four and a half in the game and laying two and a half. I usually look for a two and a half point difference, but I kind of overlooked that because when you're laying two and a half instead of three, you're, you're gaining about an 8% edge. So I, I do like Cleveland and I'm, I'm with the Browns and I agree with maybe being able to run the football a little bit better. So I'll take the Browns there. Oh boy. Guy on a hot in, suddenly on an island. This season. Yeah, we could put him in the parlay except for someone. Right? No, no, you know, he's on the I'm Raiders. The best on the side. We're one of your best bets. All right. All right. Yeah, I, wanna, I want that for the record, though, to scratch my total and give me the Browns for one of my best yeah. bets because already I got need, you. Uh, need to keep moving that record up. We already got you. We already got you moved. I'm going to be laughing. Baker's fumbling every which way. Vikings at the Packers. Packers minus seven over under 51 and a half. Kenny, who do you like in this spot? Well, I'm probably on an island myself here, but I got to check real quick to make sure that he's playing. Uh, yeah, he is. 
So Dalvin Cook's in the lineup behind one of the best offensive run block teams in the league. Um, I think that'll be the strategy. I like uh, same season revenge with a loss at home, second time around against each other. Minnesota really nothing to lose. I uh, just haven't played well this year, but they're, they're still, their coach didn't get fired because he's still a good coach. And that's why he didn't get fired because Zimmer's done a, a really good job with the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, division game, as I said, coming off that loss uh, at home to begin the season. Will be motivation for this Viking team. Yeah, they're not as good as the Packers. No, the Packers are a far better football team. But you know what? I think that motivation uh, for the Vikings will keep them in the game. And I think Dalvin Cook has a big game. So uh, give me the give me the dog plus. It's down to six now. What was seven last night? Mm, now it's six. Stinky. Yeah. Um. The, we talked about this the last game. The suit another super windy game. I would love the Packers in pristine conditions at six. But uh, the way this is now, you know, Minnesota's run game might be able to prevail a little bit. So I'm just going to tease them down. There's going to be my other uh, teaser team with San Francisco. Get Green Bay down now to pick them if it's at six. We have it minus minus one for our line. Um, So, yeah, I I think that Green Bay can still run the the ball. They have a good run game as well. Uh, But no way the Packers lose outright to me. They're far superior talent to Minnesota. Minnesota's trading players, they traded a unique Nagakwe. Um, Green Bay's offense ranks number one in points per drive and 32nd in turnover margin. Minnesota's defense is 30th in points per drive and 28th in turnover margin. So um, it's just a case where I don't see that there's a lot going to be happening there, and Green Bay's going to be able to get whatever they want. So I think Green Bay wins, but the the fact that it could be windy and Minnesota's run game can keep it in it, I'm not that comfortable playing the big numbers. I just tease it down. What is the wind uh, forecast for the game? 25 to 35, uh, gust to 40. Wow, that's a lot. Even see, I had the Packers as an over. I'm going to take that out because that that wind. Even Rodgers ha- will have a tough time ripping it through that wind. Uh, I still think the Packers will win the game. I mean, my God, if it was a normal weather, it would be disgusting because they're down. They have no corners, none. Uh, they would 30, destroy 37, them. Seven thirty-seven degrees for the, basically the whole game too. Yeah, I mean the weather's that that's not a problem. Yeah, they're, but it's supposed to be really I mean, windy in thirty seven degrees. That is Yeah, that and it's gonna be nasty. But I, I still think the Packers will cover, but I'm taking the over out as one of my best bets, uh, because I'm I'm a little scared of the weather, so take that out. Should I mean, should we be taking I'm just curious generally what you guys think and whoever can jump in, but like I mean RJ, I mean, should we be taking these Unders with these wet, with this weather stuff now, or is it a wait in situation? I mean, the Browns obviously dropped four and a half points. You, I don't think you want to jump in now, right? Yeah, I don't think it's just an autoplay on windy games for the under. I think you want to make sure that the it's a game that you would like under anyway with circumstances. So that's why Vikings Packers. I might lean to the under, but I I wouldn't want to play it at fifty one and a half just because Packers can score forty on anyone at any time. So you get a uh, the gust of wind, you know, um, uh, dies down for sixty minutes, and all of a sudden Rodgers has put four touchdowns on the board. So who knows? You know, when handicapping weathers, I've done it for such a long time. The NFL is usually pretty much the same way. These stadiums are so big that wind swirls. And that's why it, that's why it affects the passes because it's not going from one direction or the other. It's not going north, south, east, west. Um, it's swirling inside the stadium. College stadiums, the smaller ones, I've had great success betting over with high winds because one team will always have the wind behind them. And it just seems like they just always do well. You're only scoring in one direction, but you do get a lot of points in that one direction because you end up getting great field position. You see short punts trying to punt against that type of wind as well. But NFL with that swirling wind, that's why it, that's why it helps the unders because it's just so hard to pass. Anything over 20 miles an hour gets difficult for the quarterbacks. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. and we come back, we will rip through a couple more games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. 
Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Rams minus four at the Dolphins over under 46. Pete, this is a, what do we say? Is a short, short week, long trip. Uh, what it's else? a short week, long trip. Um, and, but they get the extra hour. That's right. Extra hour right. He correctly pointed out it's daylight savings time. They yeah, you get fun. fall back. That's good for the Rams. And, and not only that, their defense is good for the Rams and it's going to be bad for two. I think this is just a bad spot to throw a guy in. Uh, I look, he's eventually going to be a pretty good quarterback, Ooh. but first start, you're playing the Rams and those guys get after it and they have a lot of good creative stuff that they do. So I don't like this spot for the Dolphins, even though they're feisty. I think Brian Flores is a heck of a coach. Uh, in this spot, even on the long trip off a short week, I'm taking the Rams minus the points is one of my best bets. I trust the Dolphins staff to know whether two is ready or not. They're going to know better than any of us and anybody you hear on TV talking about it. So, um, if they say he's ready, I don't downgrade quarterbacks in that situation. I don't, you know, if, if Fitzpatrick were to get hurt in week one, I'm, I would have a quarterback downgrade in week two. So I would say two is probably not ready, but in this case, when you do it voluntarily, you don't adjust the number here. So it's a tough spot for the Rams. Like you said, another cross country trip is not just that they're going cross country. It's that they keep going cross country because they got to play, you know, at, at Philly and at wherever it was. And just keep Buffalo, on the East Coast, over, Buffalo. The East yeah. Coast over and over and over. So the Rams D has some great, deep, great numbers, but they've played some of the worst offenses in the league. All their wins are against the NFC East and Chicago. You know, you stop those, those offenses. Good job. But, uh, I'm not giving you full credit for that. So my issue is that the Rams offense might be able to run it all over Miami because Miami has a bad run defense. Uh, so that's my biggest worry, but I'm going to take the Dolphins plus four as a best bet anyway. I think Tua does enough to keep him in this game and that the spot is bad enough for the Rams that uh, they'll keep it close. My line would have been Rams minus one without taking the spot into account. So when you do that, I think it's more like a pick em. So I think we're getting good value here. Yeah, you know, I was glad you brought that up, RJ, about the quarterbacks. I was going to say that when I, when I coached baseball and I coached at the high school level, never coached college level, but the high school level, I coached in a top 25 nationally ranked team. Um, I always asked my players at the beginning of the year, every player got a, got a, a lineup card and I let all 20 guys or 25 guys on my roster fill out the lineup for game one. I wanted to see what they were thinking because a lot of times the players know sometimes better than the coaches who they can rely on and who they like. And when we started our conference games, I did the same thing at the end of the year when we started playoffs. I did the same thing again. I wanted to know what the players were thinking. And, you know, I'm not saying that Miami did that, but I would love to ask Brady that. I think the players know who the best players are. I think the coach knows who the best players are. And I got a feeling if Miami's putting two in right now with a three and three record, they think he's better than Fitzpatrick. And that's why they're going to play him because they think he can throw three touchdowns and run for a touchdown. The Rams is a tough matchup. It is, but it's a great spot. The Bears hit hard on defense. You played them on a Monday night and got beat up and you can't walk till Wednesday or Thursday. And now you got to get on a plane and fly all the way to play Miami who's playing a rookie. We're not even going to be ready for this game. I don't think the Rams show up. I think Miami has no problem in this game wins easily. 
And I think the Rams have a bye next. I don't know if, you, Will, you're looking at the schedule or somebody's looking at the schedule, but I do think that the Rams are on a bye after this. So this is kind of a thing. Let's just get to the bye, beat up, and and uh, we can, you know, have two weeks to, to settle down there. So this this is going to be a, a much of a look-ahead spot to a bye as it is another team. Well, Teddy, and- did anybody ever write on that paper, if I ain't starting, I'm departing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I always had to be aware of best friends voting for each other. You get a lineup like, oh, this will never work. Well, who voted for this? I know, And I never made them put their names on it. So I just wanted to see where they were. And you know what? Almost 95% of the time, they were on the same page I was. You know, it is really easy to picture Kenny as a as a high school baseball coach. And I mean that as a compliment. Like I can just like what? see like the, you know, like, like, hey, like, get it. Um, by the way, intense. yeah, by the way, RJ, you are correct about the schedule. Uh, Rams on a bye and then a little bit of a <laughs> couple of games here. They're important for them. Seahawks at home at the Buccaneers, 49ers at home at the Cardinals, Patriots at home. It's a five game stretch right there. Yeah, well, four games because the Patriots don't count. Right, Patriots don't count. I'm just saying, I think McVay would like some revenge. I think he would like to show he can beat Belichick. All right, uh, Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers minus three this is the last one we'll get through with Kenny and Pete. Uh, Pete, I'll go to you first. Chargers minus three over under 44 and a half. Yeah. Look, you guys know how much I love Justin Herbert and I think he's fantastic. I thought he's, he's exceeded my expectations even. And Brinson still every Sunday, oh, the guy throws for 400 yards. I'll get a text from Brinson. Oh, did you see that throw? He overthrew him. I mean, it's unbelievable. He just won't give in. Would you give in? Is the kid good or not? He's pretty good. Okay. Um, but I think the Broncos defense is going to show up in this game. Last week, the score was so misleading. You had the Sargent pick six. You had the touchdown return off the kickoff by Pringle. And really, the the Chiefs didn't do a whole heck of a lot on offense. And I think they're going to be able to slow down Justin Herbert in this game. I not only will take the points, I think the Broncos win the game outright. So the Broncos are one of my best bets. And the Broncos Steelers teaser is one of my best bets. So what is it? Broncos plus nine and a half. Is that what it is? Nine. Nine. And the Steelers plus 10. I like it. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I like the Broncos too. I'm making the Broncos the best bet. That defense is playing well despite the final score against Kansas City. They're now a top 10 DVOA versus the pass and the rush. So uh, I think that they can stay in this game. Chargers, they, they've played well on offense, but, uh, and Herbert has played well, but they're still not winning a ton of games. Um, so, you know, that, that, uh, Chargers defense just gave 29 points in three straight. So I think the Denver defense dictates this game. The rush out can get the win. So give me the Broncos as well. Yeah, I, I lean towards Denver in the game, but I, and it's probably the kiss of death for, for Herbert because I finally raised his rating up after he's played five games now above the average NFL quarterback. Pretty consistent. So me raising that up enough took me off my play, um, for the Denver Broncos. So like I said, usually when that happens, when I do raise a guy a little bit more knee jerk in this situation because I figure I had to catch up to everybody else. Um, I don't like to raise a guy after one, two or three games. Um, I, I know what happens. They lose their confidence real quick, but he's done well. One game I'm going to add in right now, uh, Patriots and Buffalo, I'm going to go under. You guys had me checking the weather. Uh, Orchard Park, 25 to 35 mile an hour wins there. That's one of the best swirling wins in football, and we know what the Patriots offense is doing these days, not very much. So I'm going to put down Bills under 41. 
All right, I'm on the Chargers in this one. I like that sneaking that under in at the last second there, Kenny. Good stuff. Um, I like. I think the. I think Herbert's just going to get it done. I'm going to just take the Chargers and ride the Herbert wave. I, I'm not going to get in the way of it. Uh, he's a better quarterback. They're a better team. All right, Pete, Kenny, you guys got to go do some video work. Good stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Fall is here. Winter is on the way, and you want clothes that are comfortable and versatile for the changing season and the cool weather. Look no further than Express. Their Art of the Essential for Men collection is fantastic. Who doesn't love a good waffle knit crew neck sweater? I know I do. You will be seeing me in such clothes once it gets cold enough in my office. And uh, that's something I can settle down and, you know, podcast, watch football, do all the things that I need in my life. And if I ever get to leave the house again, it's something I'd wear in a social setting as well. Versatility at its finest. So check out what Express has to offer, and you can do it with a great discount courtesy of Express for our podcast listeners. Text the word football to 397-737. You will get $25 off a $50 purchase. 20 half price, 50% off. Just text football to 397-737. All right, RJ, let's roll through the rest of these games. Oh, it's, we still got a bunch, even though it's a short week. Jets at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 19 and a half over under 49. By the way, Kenny... Uh, says he will be looking for a plus 21 on game day. So if that actually comes back, he, he will add that to his best bets. But I would guess that we're not okay, – no, we're not going to do that. But no, we do. Says, Kenny says he'll look for the 21. We're locking in at 19 and a half. I got nothing here. You can't take it. But I will – I'll tell you, Le'Veon Bell over rush yards, whatever it is. Le'Veon Bell, anytime to score a touchdown – Whatever it is. Maybe Le'Veon Bell, two touchdowns or three touchdowns. I think I'm going to be hitting that. I think we see him run the ball a ton in the fourth quarter and probably the third quarter if the Chiefs are up big. Revenge spot for him. Andy Reid will cut him loose. I would lean to the Chiefs if if I was picking in a pool, but I can't bet 19.5. It's interesting it's 19.5 because people say that's a really high number. It's actually low, and I guarantee you Kenny has 21, plus 21.5 or plus 22 because that's what it was when it opened um, before last week, you know, in the, in the look ahead line. So he definitely got in on that. That's why he wants plus 21 now. And then he got bit down, you know, when, when re- reopened, he got bit down quickly to 19 and a half. I don't know why. I mean, I would lean to the Chiefs even at minus 19 and a half. It seems huge, but it's, it's the line that my power rankings, uh, power ratings make and my power ratings don't go that high ever. So right. they're willing to go 19 and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right. How did you I'm, get, the, what's the math on how you got there? Like, Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs are, I believe, eight and a half points above average. The Jets are 10 points under average and the home field is two. But then I take off a point because when a spread is so high, you take off a little bit because they're, they're not playing hard in the end of the, in, in, at the end of the game. So, um, you, then it lands right on 19 and a half. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably still would lean over on that one. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, to, don't, just don't put in Adam Gase in the Jets. Just don't do it. Uh, Patriots at Bills. Kenny mentioned that he has the under here as a best bet. Uh, Bills minus three and a half over under 42 and a half. I believe that uh, under has come down a lot, hasn't it? Um, throughout the week, it might have. I'm also on the under here at 42 and a half. I have that as a best bet. I feel like that's probably going in our parlay. Windy and rainy in this game. Both offenses have struggled lately. Three straight games under 20 points scored for both of these teams. So, um, you know, it's, it's not a, a situation where you expect to see a lot of points. Now Edelman is out for New England. We found out he had a knee procedure on Thursday. So the Patriots don't have their one reliable receiver. I don't know how they're going to move the ball through the air. It's going to be a lot on the ground. And that's where Buffalo has been weak, but they can focus on only stopping the run here and know that they don't have to worry about anybody beating them, you know, through the air. Uh, so a majority of these matchups between these teams tend to go under this number of 42 and a half. Now you throw in the weather. I think it's a pretty good lock that we're going to get under 42 and a half here. 
All right. Well, let's, uh, let's start with the parlay. I love the under in a Buffalo New England game. I mean, the Patriots will be fired up, I think, to play defense. They ha- they're going to run the heck out of the ball. I think they have to, especially in that win. And that win, I like the Patriots to win outright too, because I don't think this plays very well into Josh Allen and Buffalo's hands. Yeah, I could see that. As a as a Bills fan, I have to recuse myself, but I'm 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 the biggest pessimist on the Bills. So if I was leaning one way, I'd probably lean three and a half. I'm like, why are they favored by more than a field goal against New England? <laughs> Give me the points. Yeah. Hey, by the way, can we please stop with the? Are you getting text? Do you get text in Florida for voting stuff? I'm not saying this is one way or the other political. I'm just saying, like, I cannot take any more text about the election. You do understand how much of a swing state Florida is. Of course, I get text. I mean, North Carolina is even more important, I think. I get texts. I get emails. I get everything. My mailbox is just jam-packed full. Like, oh, my God, I just got back-to-back. Robert, do you have a plan? I mean, stop. Like I'm starting to swear in replies. These I'm like effing stop, and that didn't activate the actual stops. So there's stop. a you know I don't mind letting them come as long as they don't come too frequently. If there's one you know account or one group that's sending them or calling me over and over, I'm like okay, stop. Just I, I can't take this. I anymore. mean, I had somebody in my driveway like, looking for Robert. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Get the hell off my get off my land. Um. Anyway, sorry for that diversion. Patriots under in. The parlay. Pete would be fine with that, I think. Yeah. So I was actually going to bet. I think I might go bet that right now. Because I bet that comes down. Does I get down to 39 and a half? Uh, I might. I mean, if, if with Edelman out and if the conditions still look bad, people are going to be hammering it on starting. Oh, I got 41 and a half minus 115. What do you think? Yeah, take it now before it gets past 41. 41, yeah, 41. 41's the key number you're looking for. How, how much do we like this? Two unit bet? You do it. You do whatever you want to, Princeton. I'm not going to tell you what to bet. You're the guy hitting golf bets here every week. So I had a first round leader again, back to back weeks. Sebastian Munoz and Peter Malnati. It's a golf tout. Bring me on the first cut, guys. Let me give you some winners. Um, all right. It is, uh, we're in for a two, two unit bet on the bills under. Uh, you know what? Put that in my best bets too, Diva. Can I do that? Is that? Yeah, do it. All right, add the parlay. Put that in my best. Fast and loose this week. Everybody's adding and taking things off. You know, I started it, so I can't complain because I was the first one to change my teaser at the very beginning. So that's right. Uh, Saints minus four at the Bears. Over under forty three and a half. You and I are in lockstep on this. Uh, I still love the under at forty three and a half. I took it at forty four and a half or forty five or forty four and a half. I can't remember which one. I will look in a second. But this is an under spot. The Saints are not a over team anymore. They used to be. They're not. They want to be methodical. And I don't know if anybody saw Monday night. The Bears are terrible on offense. And the Saints aren't as good as the Rams, but they're getting a little bit better. They're coming off their bye, right? I mean, are they coming off their bye? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, no, no, they, they played last week. I want to say their bye was the week before because my, Michael Thomas wasn't playing during the bye and then he was supposed to play the week after. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Who do they play? I can't, I can't remember anything anymore. Oh, they played the Panthers last week. I watched the whole damn game. What is wrong with me? Um, but yeah, I mean, like they, they played the Panthers to, you know, 27, 24 and the Panthers don't have a defense and have a pretty good offense. The Bears have no offense and don't have a defense. I mean, have a good defense. So under spot, right? Yeah, it's another super windy spot in Chicago. So definitely a autoplay there on the 43, not autoplay, but the 43 and a half. I would do worry now Michael Thomas is back at practice. So that could be 
super helpful because we know that he is very um, effective in those short routes, and that's where Breeze needs to hit him because you're not going to throw down downfield in the wind anyway. But if Breeze has Michael Thomas back, I'm feel a little better about the Saints. Um, but I didn't want to play this this line with the wind, so I my best bet's an under here. Five of the last six Chicago games have gone under 40. Chicago's offense has gained less than 280 yards in four straight games. Um, so I don't trust Breeze to put up a ton of points if it's windy. You know they've they've manufactured ways to take the ball out of his hand with Taysom Hill, so he must not have the arm that he used to. Um, so New Orleans defense is giving up a lot of points, but they have good DVOA numbers, especially versus the run. They're number four versus the run. So in a windy spot, you expect the team to run more, and that's how the Saints defense actually succeeds. So give me the under here, forty three and a half. I think you. I know you like it. I'm sure they'll like it with the windy spot. We can put that one in the parlay as our third leg. Let's do it. Love an under. Love a windy weekend under parlay. So we have uh, Bears under, Pats under, and uh, 49ers. 49ers. Yep. And if you want to get frisky with the 49ers, put a money line on it. Right? You like getting frisky. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying like maybe do it like a separate little mini parlay. Yeah, I worry about that just because of the Saints voodoo magic that they have every year. And they're always winning these close games and these the weird Seahawks. Yeah. Close spot. So, yeah, this the Seahawks. So uh, they they finally broke that spell the Cardinals did last week, and I'm sure the Saints will come back and run out, you know, nine crazy wins in a row. So I don't want to bet against them again in close games. That's why I teased it up. All right, Colts minus two and a half at the Lions over under 50. Uh, what do you think here? Yeah, best bet on the culture, man. It's pretty easy. I know that the Lions have gained some momentum lately, but Indy's defense gets back on track here. They're coming out of a bye. They're getting Darius Leonard back. He practiced in full on Thursday. It's going to be a huge lift to have him back. They're still number four in DVOA. They were number one with a bullet, you know, early in the season, and now they're number four. Still a good defense. Detroit's coming home after back-to-back wins on the road. One of those was fortunate, as we know, last week. They pulled that one out, pulled a rabbit out of their head, as Jason Witten likes to say. <laughs> so uh, this is a letdown spot for me. You win back-to-back games on the road, you come home. I think that this is a very much a take the foot off the gas well, week for them. So two weeks to prepare for the Colts. Love the coaching matchup even more when you get Frank Reich versus Matt Patricia in a game where Reich has more preparation time. Uh, so, yeah, this seems like Colts are going to win by at least three for me. Uh, my best bet here is to the under 50, and I would anticipate that this comes down. I think it was trying to move. Yeah, I mean, it's juiced to the under. So I bet it gets down to 48, uh, 48 and a half is going to be my guess, something in that range. I just think, I know that like the Lions will allow you to score and their defense isn't very good, especially on the back end, but they've gotten better against the run and they added Everson Griffin. I, I assume he's going to play, right? It depends. Um, these guys sometimes have to pass their COVID protocol testing before they live in the building. So when you make a trade one week, you just assume that they're not going to have that guy until next week. Yeah, it's probably true. So don't, don't bank on it, but their defense, their rush defense has been pretty good the last couple of weeks. The last two games allowing 55 yards, uh, per game against the, against, to their opponents. And I really think Indianapolis is going to come into this game and try and make it a Jonathan Taylor game. Like I think they want to establish him as the identity of their offense. Phillip Rivers had a fantastic second quarter. Uh, before the bye against the Bengals and leading that crazy comeback win. But I think this is a Jonathan Taylor game. I don't think it's going to work great, but they're going to keep at it. And I think the Lions will be as methodical as you want. If you want to get in a shootout, the Lions will, like, they're the crazy person. They'll, they'll get nuts with you, but they would just as soon prefer to just be methodical and slow-paced on offense. And their games haven't been shootouts necessarily every time. I think this game goes way under 50, so I like the under uh, here as a spot. And I... Lean towards the Lions, but I kind of have a bad feeling about it. Yeah, I, I don't have really a big opinion on the under. I don't mind playing it. 
Um, but yeah, Detroit isn't the same team that we've seen in the past. We love going these overs on Detroit because they're always, you know, shoot them out, throw, throw a bunch, and then their it's defense has a ton of points too. But I think they're a little bit different team this year. So, so I hesitate against that. Cowboys at Eagles. We get to the, the skanky primetime games this week. The Eagles are minus nine. First place on the line for Debo squad. The over under is 43. Debo, let's get a check in. How uh, confident are you in the Eagles winning and covering? Dallas sucks. I feel great about the Eagles winning. Not necessarily about it being a blowout. I could see the Cowboys sticking around, and that's more a testament to, to the Eagles not being able to, to put teams away, which they should have done against the Giants. I mean, I'm not going to pick against the Eagles, but I wouldn't be surprised with the Dallas cover. Yeah, I was ready to tease the Eagles um, when it was eight and eight and a half. When it got to nine, I'm backing off. The Eagles shouldn't be nine favored by nine on anybody. I know Cowboys are terrible, but Eagles shouldn't be favored by nine on the Jets at this point. They're 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 a solid team. They have a good they have good you know portions of the team. They have good uh, units, but they are not overall a good team. You know, and that's why they're two, four, and one. So um, it'll help if the offensive line is healthy. I know Jason Peters came back to practice. We'll see how they they line up on the offensive line, and that will go a long way, especially if Lane Johnson can play too. But uh, I'm just not willing to lay a ton of points with the Eagles with how they've played. So just to stay away from me, I wouldn't play the spread in this one at all. Yeah, I don't think I would either um, because it's the Giants and Eagles and it's Sunday night. But I, I wouldn't – you can't take the Cowboys. You couldn't talk me into taking the Cowboys no matter what the spread is. Like in my pick a pool – so if you're in a pick a pool in CBSSports.com, uh, which you should be, uh, the Eagles are minus three and a half. Like, yes, that's autoplay on the Eagles. Right. Every single person in the pool better have the Eagles or they're idiots. Uh, I watch the Cowboys cover, but just don't, I mean, like you'll, we'll, I'll play some DFS on this. I'm sure I'll bet on something in this game because yeah, it's on prime time, but yeah, play, uh, Philadelphia defense captain. Cause I just don't know how Dallas scores points in this. You know, they okay. 142 yards of offense last week and that's where Dalton got actually, you know, some, some time and see what Ben and does if he's starting in this game. It's, I just don't know how they're scoring points. Yeah. I, I don't either. This game stinks. I cannot wait. If I'm, I hope I'm not like just on the like brink of paying out or getting paid. And then I like have to figure out something to bet on this game. Cause you know, you stay under your limit. Anyway, uh, box minus 10 and a half against the giants on Monday night, the over under 46, the giants, of course, place Will Hernandez on the COVID list on Thursday afternoon, all four of their five offensive linemen listed, uh, in COVID protocol, I believe. Right. And this game has since come off the board in many places but if the by the way how are the buccaneers getting how are tom brady everybody he plays the opposing offensive line gets COVID like right before he plays him well the buccaneers had a case too so somebody in the equipment staff or or some not a non-player so they've had to maybe it's the guy who's delivering the COVID to the giants offensive line maybe it's the deflator maybe he came over with tom brady oh it's the it's the uh the 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 coronator (laughs) the guy who the guy who's in charge of like poisoning you know what i'm not down this road um yeah i don't i don't know if the, does a line come out and be different i don't think so i think um when it kind of posts back up because it's not going to get any higher than 10 and a half i mean that's it's a road team it's you know a prime time game uh so i don't know that a lot of people are going to look to play the bucks if i were playing 
aside of this game, I would play the Bucks at ten and a half. It seems too big to lay, but I think it's a field goal short with my power ratings. I like we we're saying with Dallas. I don't know how the Giants score. Tampa's defense is number one in DVOA by a mile. They're number two in points per drive. The Giants offense is thirty first in points per drive and thirtieth in DVOA. I mean, could they get to more than ten or thirteen? I don't I don't know if they're getting any higher than that. And the Buccaneers offense should have no issue scoring. They have a twenty eight plus points in five of their last six. Chicago is the only team that held them under that and they held them to nineteen. Um, Giants aren't going to come out and do that. They've had a solid defense this year, but they're not that good defensively. If the Bucks are getting to 28 and the Giants aren't scoring more than 13, add it together and, and Bucks are covering. Yeah, I would take the Buccaneers in this spot as well. It's not a best bet. Too many points Monday night. It's weird. I just think this year is, a, is different in terms of like good teams beating up on bad teams and, and home field not mattering as much. Um, like I think you'd, in years past, you would want to take the Giants here, right? It's like a mm-hmm. huge dog at home and we would see him cover. It just doesn't feel like it's not, it's not the same thing. Like prime time is, doesn't matter as much without the crowds either. I don't think, I know it's still a big deal. And it's Monday night, but it doesn't feel, I don't think these games feel like that. I don't think the atmosphere rises to the level that it's been before. And so I think we're seeing maybe more teams take care of business, better teams take care of business against worse teams in these spots. Yeah, and you could worry about the Buccaneers being flat against a team like the Giants because you're coming off a couple big wins, looking great, looking like the best team in the NFC. But it's a primetime game on Monday. So, I mean, I don't think you can count on that. I think they'll come out, show up, and have a good game. All right. Uh, here it is. So, by the way, um, there's a parlay pick em. We're, we're We're hitting parlay so much. We're like on, we're out of control with these parlays that we're hitting. So, CBS and our pals at William Hill – are putting together a game for us and you can win a thousand dollars. There's a thousand dollars. We give away a thousand dollars guaranteed every week. All you have to do is go to cbsports.com slash parlay. The contest is open from Tuesday through Sunday. You pick five teams against the spread in a parlay and we give away a thousand bucks. You hit a parlay, you win cash. So go to cbsports.com slash parlay. The odds are provided by William Hill, of course. Enter five teams against the spread, hit the parlay, get paid. I know a bunch of, I know you people DM me with you like, Hey, here's my parlay. Here's my best bet. So go, you know, go plug them in. Put your money where your mouth, put, put no money where your mouth is. You get to do it for free. Put, stuff some money, money back in your mouth after your mouth's right or something. Here's our, <laughs> uh, oh, here, oh, I gotta do my parlay. I'm gonna give out my parlay, which was what I would do. You can go plug this in if you want. It won't be unique because I'm giving it out of the podcast, but you can try. Uh, RJ is going to take one away from this. Yeah, Princeton's going to pick six here because this is the pick six podcast. That's but right. because it's a five-team parlay, I'm going to get to remove one of them because I get to heat check Princeton a bit because he likes to get a little crazy with some of his picks. <laughs> You're going to you have to have a lot of choices here based on that. Yeah, maybe we should go with more picks than six because you like to get a little too crazy with a lot of these Steelers last place. That's right. Ravens minus four. Saints minus four, Raiders plus two and a half, Patriots plus three and a half, Chargers minus three, and I'm going to pull an audible here. And so the Eagles, see there, I had said Eagles minus whatever. I don't like that. Nine is too much. I'm going to take the 49ers plus three and a half. Uh, two and a half, I think, 49ers. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah. So I love the 49ers, so I'm not taking that one out. I think Patriots is pretty solid. Um, I don't like the Chargers, don't like the Raiders. I'm kind of on the fence with the Saints and the Ravens. So I'm narrowing it down to Chargers and Raiders. And with the Chargers on the road, I think I got to take them out 
Uh, so that's going to go with uh, Ravens minus four, Saints minus four, Raiders plus two and a half, Patriots plus three and a half, and 49ers plus two and a half. All right. I love it. Uh, here's the picks recap. If the Chargers minus three hits and the, the Saints don't, this is RJ's fault for the parlay. You guys can go bet this parlay too if you want. Uh, our parlay, the Pick 6 Podcast Parlay, winner four out of seven weeks. We're going to make it five out of eight weeks. My promise to you, podcast listeners, I will continue to not profit from this whatsoever. So you can. 49ers plus two and a half. The Bills and Pats under, uh, good to 41, I believe. Bears, Saints under. We'd probably take that down to 42. Mm, yeah, sure. Okay. And, uh, but it could drop, but between now and Friday morning, when people are listening. Uh, Pete's best bets, the Steelers. The 49ers, the Bengals over, the Rams, the Broncos, and he's doing a teaser with the Broncos and the Steelers. What could go wrong when Pete's teaasing things? That's heat a heat check, check teaser. Heat check teaser. He's not even getting any, the key number through three. Not yeah. any of those. It's just a heat check teaser. It's a disaster. Probably Kenny's not. best bets, Titans, 49ers, Vikings, Browns, Steelers, Dolphins, Pats, Bills, under. RJ's best bets, the Browns minus two and a half, Indy minus two and a half, Miami plus four, Denver plus three, Bears Saints under, Bills Pats under, and a teaser, Packers minus one, and 49ers plus nine and a half. My best bets, Titans Bengals over, watch the win there if you're taking that one, Raiders, 49ers, Colts, Lions under. Don't need to watch a win in that one. You know, winning a down. Ravens, Saints, Bears under. Get that one in now. Chargers and Bills, Pats under. Also get that one in now. That's the show. Those are the picks. Let's stay hot. Go get that money. RJ, talk to you later. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.